Good morning. It is Amy here on the Amy Mills Live program. Welcome and happy Sunday. I am excited about today as we are closing the series on praying the promises of God. It's been a couple of months now with a few interruptions with some fantastic interviews. Oh my gosh, if you missed my interviews with uh, Dr. Ben Spitzenberger, uh, focused on you chiropractic or Betty Swan of Better S- Betty Swan Ministries. I also had um, uh, Reverend Linda Chandler here one one weekend. Actually, both those ladies were here for the whole weekend. Oh my goodness, Barb Buckland of Luke four eighteen Ministries. So please check out those interviews at amymillslive.com. Every single one of those women are seriously doing amazing things. Um, uh, in our in our world, in our city, and we talked about completely different topics with all three of them, and we have some fantastic interviews coming up the next couple of weeks. But for now, we are um, wrapping up the promises of God, and what I want to talk to you about today is in Revelations twenty two twenty. I believe that this is going to inspire you and energize you. And um, this is going to be something that you can get your mind and your heart on for some positivity in your life. Amen. Something to really think about. But this is actually the final promise. It comes from Revelation 22.20. And it is indeed, he who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming soon. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. So this verse uh, comes right before the closing verse of the book of Revelation. It is the Bible's last promise. The King of Kings is declaring he he's returning soon. Is is what this is about. Um, this spectacular statement is closer to fulfillment than ever. You guys, um, I think as believers we can see that. Uh, I know skeptics are quick to point out that for centuries, Christians have heralded Jesus' return, uh, yet it still hasn't taken place. However, uh, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, so um, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, it says in 2 Peter 3, 9, but that all should come to repentance. Um, The Lord wants the whole earth to know his name before his return. Some of the most powerful Old Testament promises uh, pointed to uh, the first coming, I guess, of the Messiah. So, so the, first, the first coming of the Messiah when he became as we are. Some of the most powerful promises in the New Testament point to his second coming. So Old Testament promises, Jesus is coming. New Testament promises, he's coming back. And... Um, Various prophetic pledges, old and new, reveal unique features of this glorious event. Um, Let me see if you are familiar with some of these promises. One says, uh, Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout. There's that voice again, declaration. If you heard the show yesterday, if you didn't, you can go scoop it up at amymillslive.com. Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. He will appear in flaming fire. 
with all the holy angels. It says, during that pivotal event, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days. The veil of flesh consciousness spread over all nations will be destroyed. I mean, this is all through the Bible. And, and I'll tell you that Isaiah 30, 26, where it talks about the light of the moon and the sun and the light of seven days, there is going to be no doubt um, uh, what is happening when it happens. And from that scripture, it tells me it has not happened yet. So um, from the word of the God, from the word of the Lord, uh, our holy Bible, as Christians, we believe that the Messiah has not returned yet. Um, it says the meek will inherit the earth and we will finally see his face. That's Matthew 5, 5. So these are incredible promises and pledges um, that that are talking about this revelation statement that says Christ is coming. He's coming back. It says Isaiah 65, such heavenly love and peace will envelop the earth that the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like the bull. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. Um, it also says, amen, Satan will be bound in a bottomless pit. So these are all powerful descriptions um, of events coinciding with, with his second coming, this promise. But what will Jesus miraculously perform in us when we see him? Let's find out about those promises. The following points should fill your heart and my heart with awe. All right, so there are 10 ways the Bible says we are going to be like him. When he makes his magnificent re-entry into the world, he will transform our body of humiliation so that it may be conformed to his glorious image. Uh, that's Philippians three twenty-one, And in one stroke of artistic genius, the heavenly potter will fashion us like him in 10 primary ways. So we're going to be like him in appearance. I'm reading these from scripture. We will be like him in authority. We will be like him in intelligence, in emotions, in supernatural abilities, in oneness with the father. We will be like him in glory. We will be like him in holiness, in perfection. Wow. In unchangeableness. That's powerful, powerful promises. Two of the most intriguing promises concerning our future state are this. The impart one is the impartation of divine knowledge. So 1 Corinthians tells us, for now we see as though a glass dimly, but then face to face. Now we know in part, but then we shall know even as I also am known. So it's, it's saying, in other words, our knowledge of God will be as complete as his knowledge of us currently. And the second one is um, the expression of God's fullness. It says, when all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will also be sub subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So it's saying, in other words, God will express himself fully in each one of us. That is a lot. 
That is information coming out of a fire hose. I'm going to let you process that. I'll be right back. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard at Focused On You Chiropractic adjust your spine with a highly specialized system, correcting nerve interference in the upper spine, allowing the rest of the spine to become healthy and stable. The result is less pain, better health, less illness, and a better quality of life. No cracking, popping, or twisting ever. Connect to Dr. Ben at FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. Welcome back. And good Sunday morning if you're listening live. If you are podcasting, I'm not sure what day you you are on, but uh, welcome anyway. All of these radio programs are podcast at amymillslive.com. And from that website, you are able to check out the other things that we do. Certainly, you're going to want to go and find out about Sold Out Ministries, which is the uh, foundation of this radio program. We are all about imparting freedom processes to uh, women to help them break the bondages that um, tie up their mind, their soul, their spirit, their physical, and um, go on to live your God-appointed life. That is my heart, is to help you um, loose yourself into your destiny, and not just any destiny, the destiny that God has called you to. Amen? All right, we are talking about the final promise here in the closing of a series called Praying the Promises of God. And I am downloading scripture built around Revelation twenty two twenty, which is he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming. Amen. And then it says, even so, come Lord Jesus. It is talking about the final return of the Messiah. And all that the Bible says about it, and it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot to take in and really um, ponder, let the Lord kind of uh, dissect it for you. It is certainly worth some research because can I tell you, it gives you a massive amount of hope um, for living in in this world and having to um, maneuver some really tough stuff. I mean, people go through some tough tough stuff. I have family members right now this afternoon going um, uh, into some tough, tough, tough stuff that involves a child. And I tell you what, when our kiddos get involved in um, trials and situations, there's nothing, nothing in all the world that is more painful for a parent than that. Let's jump back into this promise and be encouraged. So I just told you, I, I kind of mentioned uh, two of the most intriguing promises concerning our future state as Christ returns, and that was the impartation of divine knowledge and the expression of God's fullness, which was saying God will express himself fully in each one of his children. No wonder the whole creation groans and travails in pain together now, waiting for the full manifestation of the Son of God. Romans 8.19 says just that. It's uh, uh, Romans 8.21. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So you see, we are the first fruit. 
All right. We are the first fruit of a transformational process. God's children. This metamorphosis began invisibly and internally in the hearts of the children of the promise. It will end very visibly and externally uh, pervading the entire universe. The entire universe. The heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according, it's you and me, we, according to his promise, look for new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness will dwell. What an amazing time that is going to be. Um, there are in this little book that I've kind of been pulling stuff from throughout this series he gives 15 promises given to overcomers. I'm not going to give you all 15, but um, I do, before we close out this segment, want to give you several of them because they're, they're just really powerful. Um, as we enter this coming age of perfection, Christ will confer heavenly benefits on you and me, his people, without delay. He announced in the last chapter of the book of Revelation, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So though the final book um, of the Bible forecasts a revelation, forecasts very tumultuous time soon, it also unveils 15 ultimate promises, you guys, given to overcomers. Those who, it says, overcome the temptation, the deceptions, satanic wiles, and the curses that abound in the valley of the shadow of death as we walk here. So I urge you to read these passages introspectively and worshipfully with a heart full of joyous anticipation. Revelation 2 says, To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation 2.10 Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life, life everlasting, eternal life. Revelation 2.11, he who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Revelation 2.17, to him who overcomes, I will give the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except he who receives it. Revelation 2.28, and I will give him the morning star. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. So this is all in Revelation. I think a lot of times, even as believers, we um, steer away from Revelation because it's, it's a little difficult to understand. And you do have to really understand context and even maybe do a little back study to make sure you are not misinterpreting, amen, what it says. And I think that we do, we got to do a better job with that through the whole entire Bible. Listen, there is context for every chapter of the Bible, every book of the Bible. It is written in context to that time and day. And we have to stop and look at a lot of times, and especially with uh, things that they say about women, People take at face value without understanding the context of it and um, doing a little research. We jump to conclusions with God's word, and that's super dangerous. So I encourage you to take a look at Revelation. Uh, Revelation 21.7, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. 
Wow. Revelation 21.7 goes on to say, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. I, I mean, with these scriptures, you want to just drop to your knees with just an overwhelming sense of gratitude and, and praise. I think, you know, this author says words such as amazing, remarkable, astounding, and phenomenal are too weak to describe uh, such an indescribable future. And it certainly is something we could never, ever earn on our own. When we come back, I will read the final statements out of this little book and give you a little bit of insight as we close our series on praying the promises of God. Hey there, guys, it's Amy. I just wanted to take a quick break and talk to you about some communication that we are going to start sending out to um, all the folks who not only follow this show, Amy Mills Live, but also the folks that follow Sold Out Ministries, which is the ministry that I founded back in 2009 out of my freedom experience. And so we've got this group of people that are loving to hear about um, freedom, and we want to do a better job at communicating with you all. So if you will shoot me an email, amy at soldoutministries.com, and just give me your name and give me your email, we will start sending out a weekly communication piece, whether it's a, a tips for the day or whether it's a scripture or whether it's something that the Lord's brought to my mind. We're going to try to do a better job of communicating with you and lifting you up during the week. So reach out to me at amy at soldoutministries.com. Give me your name. Welcome back. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. And uh, we are talking about some of the final promises in the book of the Bible. There's a ton of them. A ton of them. And it's inspiring. It's overwhelming. It makes you really want to sit at the feet of God and let you speak to what these statements really mean. And what the end of the earth is really going to look like when Jesus returns. Um, Because everything that I read, even though um, some of it is very scary to people, there's way, way more promises that are overwhelmingly incredible. If you would like to get all the rest of these shows in this series, and there have been some fantastic ones I encourage you to go back to the very, very beginning. Uh, You can grab them up at amymillslive.com. We podcast every show. And um, if you are a podcaster, then you know where to get podcasts and you can find us there. Um, I also am asking my listeners to reach out to me and give me your name and your email. Next week, we are starting a... uh, a very structured procedure of communicating with all of the people that follow us, not only on this program, but on Instagram and on Facebook. And go friend me. Go go uh, look up our Instagram and our Facebook. We're always posting interesting messages there. But we're going to start a, a bi 
weekly uh, communication process with you that I am calling wow. I say that word a lot. My daughter says I say it too much. It's like my uh, my word for expression. But wow. Wow is going to be the email series, but it stands for Words of Wisdom. And I have been in love with words since I was a young girl. And I'm going to give you a little backstory on that. If you will just send me your name and your email to uh, Amy at soldoutministries.com. That's Amy at soldoutministries.com. And it's S-O-U-L, like your soul. And then I am going to pick a word each each time. And I'm going to do uh, a little bit of a book study, Bible study, word study, whatever it might be, just to encourage you. It uh, always will be directed towards freedom. It will always be directed towards helping you shake off the dust and get to where you are really supposed to be going. So let me hear from you, and you will start to get words of wisdom, uh, which will be entitled, Wow. Because there are some wow concepts that we can dive into when it comes to um, freedom in Christ. All right, so we have just done a, a few of the 15 promises given to overcomers and They're from Revelation. Can you believe that? 15 in the book of Revelation. These are promises. I don't know if you guys remember um, one of the shows in this series. I talked about this story that this guy tells about uh, a church. And they wanted to build a church in the city on a particular plot of land. But the guy who owned it would not sell it to them. And years later, a massive, horrible hurricane came and it flooded in this church that where they built it down the street, not where they felt like the Lord was telling them to build it because they couldn't get the piece of land. Um, So what happened is this flood came and the church got swept off its foundation and it, it, (laughs) guys, this is a true story. This guy told it floated down the street around the corner and it literally got stuck on the piece of land that the guy would not sell to these church people. And so um, in the final part of this little book, I've been uh, studying for praying powerful promises of God. He goes, if God could supernaturally move the wooden church in North Carolina to the plot of ground where he wanted it, then he can supernaturally move the church of the living God to this spectacular future position in his kingdom, ultimately meant to dwell forevermore, right? In his holy city. If you heard the show yesterday, I was talking about in the realm of God, this spiritual realm, which is God's kingdom. And... um. It says he can surely move his church, which is you and me, um, to this city, which has foundations, whose builder and marker is God. The beloved apostle who received this list of uh, the 15 promises that I just talked about in the book of Revelation, he summed it up in one simple sentence in his first epistle. So I love 1 John 2, 25. This is the final promise. 
This is the promise that he has promised to us eternal life. Yes, of all the 7,487 promises, guys, in the Bible, this is the promise. Amen? Kenneth Hagin says, you are what you read. So the promises are not just concepts that we store on dusty shelves of our mind. They are manna from heaven that we digest and regenerate into our spirit. These promises are part of our sonship identity now. Therefore, now, all of them except the ones for revelation. He says, like the mysterious hormone called adrenaline, these promises abide within us secretly, peacefully, and patiently, waiting for that moment when life pressures you beyond your capacity to sufficiently respond. And then guess what happens? They rush with God's speed to the affected area, granting you and I supernatural strength, not only to endure, but guys, to overcome. Why do we need the promises of God? This is it right here. Kenneth Hagin is telling us. He says, prayer is successful only when it is based on the promises of God's word. Wow. Wow. We have to make a strong determination that from now on, you and I are going to quit praying problems, yes, and start praying promises. We don't need to spend precious hours of intercession, right? Reminding God of our conflicts, our disappointments, our failures, our hindrances, our battles, our woes. No, instead, We intend to remind him of the commitments he has made to us in his word. I hope this series has blessed you. It has been a privilege and an honor. We'll be back Saturday at 9 a.m. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show. 